Welcome to the latest episode of the Three Hokages. I'm Hokage Kareem. I'm here with Hokage K and Hanif. And today's episode will be a little bit Netflix-centric. Uh, we're focusing on two uh, new features on Netflix, Japan Sinks, uh, an anime series that just came out this past week, and the movie Old Guard, starring Shalise Theron. So, Hanif and Kay, what do you think about Japan Sings? Um, it's one that I haven't watched yet, but I've seen the conversations go back and forth, and I want to hear more about your thoughts. I'm personally offended that I was forced to watch this because it is cruel. <laughs> I think my initial response, like after the first episode, I think I said, what did I tell you? I said something like, why would you do this to me? And I hate you for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's yeah. Those are your exact words you you sent to me. You texted me as you were watching uh, Japan Sinks 2020. I'm like this, this, this isn't, this isn't. Oh my gosh. Okay, how do I without literally giving away? Well, no, we know what is we know what it's about because in the it's in the title, Japan Sinks. This is a cruel, so cruel of a show. I mean, it it's good, but it's just like, what happens when an entire country just sinks in the water nothing good could ever come of this it's cruel it is such an evil show but you're still like i gotta watch it but as you're watching it, you're like i hate the person that recommended this for me i hate the person that recommended this for me i hate, hate you hate hate is such a strong word um <laughs> while it was it's i mean the the premise of the story is basically um similar to what says that the whole uh, country of Japan is sinking into the Pacific Ocean. Uh, the story follows a, uh, a 15-year-old girl as she finds her family and they, uh, in their attempts to um, escape all the natural disasters that are happening um, uh, due to the, the, uh, the country actually sinking into the ocean. So you got earthquakes, you got tsunamis, you got uh, volcano eruptions, all while you know, realistically showing uh, you know, families being torn apart or I know being lost and trying to find each other in a massive confusion. Every episode out of the 10 uh, episode series, something bad is happening. I mean, you can just lay it, not even call it Japan sinks. You can probably just call it unlucky because every episode, something bad happens. I guess, I mean, whether or not, you know, um, your friends are dying, uh, people you don't know, uh, but you're trying to help uh, die in front of you. It's like, okay, remember the movie, um, uh, the one where, it's like the end of the zombie apocalypse and it's talking about like the double kit double tap whatever that movie is called oh zombie land thank you and remember how like in zombie land they had like in the first one they had a thing where they're like kill of the day yeah. no 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 instead of kill of the day in zombie land this show has like the death of the day like who's gonna be the epic death of this episode and then there's just like wait that's how you do it it's like let me just one up somebody like each episode there's a death that you're just like yeah, and it's like they're not subtle. Like, oh, okay, I'm just I'm I'm old. I'm just gonna pass away. Oh, you guys go ahead. It's while it's dramatic, it's not action filled. As far as like, um, there's no like real big fight scenes or anything like that. It's honestly, wow. this is probably I would An say uh, for me, anyway, it's probably the be it's the best dramatic anime series I've seen this year so far. While the the premise is really sad and and, and depressing, I like the um, the way they were able to show the humanity of the characters as they work together, as they struggle together to survive and persevere all types of hardships. 
I mean, it is sad to you know, see some characters that you grow to love throughout the episodes pass away uh, or sacrifice themselves for the, you know, for the greater good. There was some instances in this show that I didn't really care for that it felt like it was added in, but at the same time, it felt like it was part of our current reality. The um, gas station? The, the, no, the, the gas station, I think you know, that's definitely part of, of the downside of, of, of reality. It's not so much as a, uh, a spoiler, but it's like, you know, those guys try to take advantage of a lady um, at the gas station that, um, that they're at or whatever. Um, and that's, unfortunately, that's the dark side of humanity where, you know, a man or a woman will take advantage of another person uh, physically. Um, but I was referring to, um, there's a part where uh, the people are getting on a boat. Oh. only allowing what they call pure Japanese people, people who are mixed, what they call mixed breed or, or, um, or I think they even call them Mongols. Basically, yeah. um, no, some characters are not, are, were born in the Philippines or, 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 or actually just not, they're not born in J- Japan. So they, call, they, they were calling them uh, like Mongols, if you will, and they wasn't allowing them onto the boat. I figured, I, not that it didn't, uh, unfortunately it reflected again the dark side of humanity, but I felt in this story, it didn't need to be there. Um, with with all so much with so much other drama and and disaster going on, you, then you add in the racism. It's like, damn, can't escape this. Not, not even in a, in a Japanese uh, disaster film, you can you can uh, escape racism. Can I say um, what's funny. I actually enjoyed that because I was like, you know what? It's in anime. You don't see mm-hmm. how you don't see that aspect of Japan. Like, it's almost like it's almost always kind of like hidden even in like their cartoon even in anime Mm -hmm. but i was like that's such a very real thing of japan and i was like actually i really enjoyed that they actually did that because it's so it's not something that's talked about enough like we're all americans so we know we know what racism is like for us but to see somebody in japan actually cop to the fact that you guys still have this idea of pure-blooded japanese it would be something that would happen and I kind of like that. That was like a great part. I mean, you know, karma. But uh. yeah, truly, I, I was gonna say it's, it's, it's definitely karma. Uh, and and that in that scene, pretty much like I, I wasn't used to or didn't really think about the racism uh, with regards to Japanese against non-Japanese uh, or other Asian uh, ethnicities. I, I guess I'm we're used to, you know, the black and white, literally the black and white uh, racism here in America. And I wouldn't. I would always think that if I traveled to Japan, it would be the same way where people who are racist in Japan, not everyone in Japan is racist. I'm talking about strictly the racist um, uh, individuals in Japan would be would be the blatant racist like what we have here, not so much the subtle racism like you saw in, inside of, that we saw inside of uh, Japan sinks. Um, but I mean, aside from that and you know, the lecherous you know, guys trying to take advantage of women kind of thing, there was some other scenes in the film that I thought was kind of out of place is when they, um, they get to this cult uh like this, it was, i mean it was like almost like a safe haven they got there they got fresh food and water and clothes and stuff and, and at a point i'm thinking this still the the, con- the country of japan is still sinking why are they you know they'd have parties you might want to focus on getting off this island right now but it's because they didn't like they were they felt that they were high enough up and again like remember like how everybody kept saying like japan's not gonna sink unless mount fuji blows and as far as they were concerned, Mount Fuji wasn't going to blow. Japan's at so many different elevations, they probably felt that they were safe. But yeah, even I was like, yo, you guys got here and y'all feel way too calm and relaxed. Like mm-hmm. after what's been going on for the past two days or three days, like, no, I get it. Everyone needs that little breather, but yeah, but keep it, it moving. It really sounds like a, a summary of 2020, uh, where it, it every month was. is a new episode and every month something even crazier happens. 
There, I mean, yeah, there, it were, is. There, were, there were no mourner, uh, murder hornets, but yeah, it pretty much was. Uh, <laughs> but there were packs of roving dogs that were eating people. <laughs> and the seagulls. The seagulls were eating people too. Oh my God, and the shark. Just watch it. If, if you guys haven't seen Japan Sinks 2020, sit down. It's 10 episodes. I think each episode is maybe about 20, 25 minutes. But don't get attached to people. Just don't get attached. If you want to make, make a game out of it, you can guess uh, at the beginning of each episode who go, who's going to die, who's not going to make it. To the oh, my God. That'd be a great way to guess. Like, yo, who's going to die and how do they die? Like, one of the deaths, you're not, you are so not going to see coming. Yes. You're just going to be like, oh, my God. Wait, what? <laughs> like, it's yeah. a death that you're just like, oh, that's... It was, it was, uh... Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of shocking deaths, whether it's, you know, subtle as far as, you know, how they pass away or something brutal. No, no one's lucky in this in this movie, no, no. in this series. Uh, I, there shouldn't, I know it's labeled as season one. I don't see how there could be a season two uh, of this. Um, yeah, like... I'll be surprised. No, Money Talks, they could write something where it could be, you know... Call it Japan Rises, what? Japan Rises, or China Sinks, or some some other continent is now that, I mean, now that the, the tectonic plates are shifting, some other country or state is now on, on the verge of collapse. But yeah, that, like, Kareem, honestly, you should see it, but I'm going to tell you right now, it's depressing. <laughs> so, so how would this compare to um, Graves of the Fireflies? Because that's a somewhat depressing movie as well. Uh, Graves of the Firefly, and I, th- I think uh, my wife was telling me about the other one that we had watched. I forgot the name of it. I think it was um, This Corner of the World. Um, similar topics as far those two, as far as it you know, covers during World War II or just before the bombs uh, drop, the nuclear bombs drop in Japan. Those two, while it's, it's slow going and, and the deaths are, you know, it's there, but it's not as. It's not as violent to me. It's not as violent as how how people die and how quickly they die, and uh, Japan sinks. Yeah, uh, and it's like a repeat amount of deaths. Like it, Grave of the Fireflies is like sad, but it's like it's a con- it, it's a contained death, not a contained death. That sounds wrong, but like this is like death over and over and every, over. Every and twenty over. minutes, someone's passing away. Someone's seriously. Away. Every twenty minutes, someone's got someone dies, or there's some shock that's going to show you into the next episode that someone's going to get uh, killed or, or something. And like um, even the comic relief parts, like the dude with the eyes and the oh my god, he annoyed Jesus. me. But I was just like, uh, that didn't help. <laughs> that didn't like. Cause I'm like, something's going to happen. Like something is going to happen. No, it's it's definitely something you should watch and check out. Yes, and I, I definitely will this week. You better, or we kill you in the face. Well, one thing I did check out this past weekend was The Old Guard um, on Netflix as well. And I was blown away by this movie. Um, it, it was incredible to me. Um, so I did not know it at the time when I started watching it that The Old Guard was actually based on a graphic no- novel uh, written by Greg Rucker um, and published by Image Comics. I just, when I saw it on Netflix, I said, you know what? Netflix movies to me, they're somewhat hit and miss. You know, one can be really good. The next one can be like, yeah, I want my two hours back. But I actually watched this because Hanif said this was a good movie. And I was thoroughly impressed when I watched it. So basically, The Old Guard is about four undying warriors who are trying to survive in the modern era uh, in terms of using their powers for good and in trying to understand what the impact of their actions are in today's modern world. I don't want to give away any hints about the way this movie started, 
because I actually forgot what was in the synopsis. So the first, what, 10 minutes just blew my mind. Um, so what do you think about <laughs> the old guard? It blew my mind. It did. It did. Well, no, the first minutes, I mean, it really was like, it literally blew, <laughs> blew, blew your mind away. But, um, I enjoyed it. I think the action was great. And like I said, there's, um, you know, these four immortals that have been living for hundreds of years. Uh, Charlie Sterone is the main character. I think her name, her name is Adramake, but uh, they call her Andy. Because um, no one could say that name. No, no you can't, you're not going to be able to roll that name off while in the middle of a firefight. And who named her that? <laughs> well, that's that's I mean, just... I think she's not might, a good name. Well, I mean, throughout the thing, they show flashbacks and they show some of her historical her historical points. So she's the eldest out of all the immortals. Um, I think she's back from uh, like ancient good Greece. Uh, yeah, because yeah, the name Andromache, like the character Andromache, like I don't know if it's if for the I haven't read the comic book either, but like Andromache was like supposed to be the wife of Hector, and like uh, she becomes the slave of somebody i think achilles my greek history is kind of but no one's going to fault you for failing ap english don't worry about that <laughs> <laughs> i fault myself i'm sorry <laughs> oh, but yeah but so she's the eldest but what i thought was cool i don't know if that was intended but there's a lot of fight scenes with you no know, martial arts as well as gunplay and sword play that there will be combo moves similar to like you playing marvel ultimate alliance where three of the, the immortals would combo on an enemy like there's one scene where uh, Charlize Theron would um, you know, headbutt the dude, flip him. The other guy would like stab him and then roll him. And the other guy would shotgun to the face. It was like, it, it was, there was such in sync that it, to me, I'm not, again, I'm not sure if that was intended, but it felt like they've been working together in tandem for so long that all their movements is like one well-oiled machine. I loved it. Uh, I'm looking forward to, I'm probably going to check it out again to see if there's any subtle things I might've seen missed, like some paperwork on a table or, or notes on the board that, that um, might give some information away as to what else can happen. I'm definitely going to read the comics. Uh, I'll probably order them online so I can check out, check them out digitally. Also with regards to the plot, like Kareem was saying, was that not only are they immortal, uh, they're like immortal uh, mercenaries working for the CIA, but then when the CIA turns on them, you know, they now they have to go after uh, these people who know about them because they don't want their secret of immortality to become publicly known. So now they, you know, they fight in the, now a small private army is coming after them. They're fighting all while um, they get introduced to a new immortal. Um, this played, I forgot the young woman's name, uh, but she's a, a black uh, female Marine who um, dies in Afghanistan. She wakes up. So now she's the first immortal they've had in over 150 years. So now they have to find her, uh, you know, bring her into the fold of becoming, of you know, being an immortal. And, and, and fighting alongside them. Uh, I'm glad that they made her a Marine or a soldier so they didn't have to go, we didn't have to have this you know, montage of, you know, we're gonna teach you how to fight, we're gonna teach you how to shoot. Cause it's one thing to be an immortal, but if you can't fight, it's like, I mean, that's gonna be a quick fight. They can just, you don't have any other power than other, you can't die. They can still strap you to a table and, and kill you. Um, they haven't explained how you can truly kill them or I'm presuming if you cut the head off that they'll, they'll, uh, they'll die. But again, I haven't read the comics though. So I'm not sure if that's, something mentioned or if that's even a possibility yes the, the action was was incredible um it had me hype i actually had to stand up in my house during one of the scenes <laughs> because i was so excited uh, but one of the things that that I, I gravitated to in this in this movie was the philosophical questions that it raised um basically through the doubts and the mentality that andy had um, so andy was around for let's just say thousands of years and she started to wonder 
were good, if any, they were doing. And I think this is a question that a lot of people can ask uh, when they see a lot happening in the world, is what is actually making a difference in terms of their own personal actions. And I love the way this movie uh, kept that story alive. And it somewhat explained the actions of others because think of it this way. If you knew that there were four immortals in today's world with all the sickness and death that's going on, and now we have science and medicine, what do you think would happen if the world discovered that there were some people who were immune to death, immune to disease? People would try to figure out how to utilize that. And I love the way that this movie touched on that topic of, okay, they're going on these missions, they're fighting the same people over and over again, but is there a way where they can have a greater impact on humanity? And that to me was one of the excellent parts of the story. Yeah, because I mean, there, there was a, a, a that part that you're refer, uh, referencing. I did agree with them as far as you're doing all this fighting, you know, fighting the same uh, kind of wars or, or for the same ideologies and, and um, goals for hundreds of years, you get tired of it. After a while, you just want to kind of fade out into your own world, if you will, and just let the rest of the madness um, uh, go by. But when you have a little sickness and stuff and you, you believe that these immortals have the ability to, to uh, have a cure-all for that, you sometimes want to have to do, go through uh, any measure to, to, to try to have those um, remedies. But at the same time, I mean, I see why they did it, but at the, at the same time, I see also why they should not have done that. I enjoyed it. I think everyone should check it out. I think also to make it even more interesting, stay after the credits. There's a, you know, a post, a mini post um, <laughs> credit scene that you should watch. Um, I'm not going to say what it's about, so check it out. Just you know, check out the old guard on Netflix. You mean like do the normal, the yeah, normal, treat like a Marvel, Marvel movie. Yeah, treat it like it is, a Marvel because it is, it is, it is a good superhero movie. And I'm actually glad that Image is now getting movies done because I feel like Image Comics has a really good group of of titles that tr- that could translate really well into being super uh superhero movies and not follow the same for from formulaic format as marvel or even dc um but you guys were referring to the young lady uh niall freeman uh the actress's uh kiki lane mm-hmm. she was in uh, i haven't seen it if Beale street could talk and i think she's also in like the new coming to america movie too and then uh, you mention it uh with regards to comic books i believe the uh the director for the old guard was she's an african-american woman so she's actually the first black woman to direct a comic book movie uh i think her name is gina prince i'm not sure if her how to pronounce that is it bithwood or bythewood 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 is the yeah so she's the first black woman to direct a comic book movie which is really awesome cool. but at the same time sad that in 2020 this is the first time it's happening i mean it is but it's but it's great but that's still good but i think what i like about this movie because i i have actually watched it so you know funny i like the fact that they had the writer of the comic book also write the screenplay that's what you need exactly because we like the differences from when like a comic book movie like gets greenlit and you're just like oh can you make it more like the comic book and this shows how good you can make a comic book movie with the actual source material i do know that that there's been talk like it's not exactly the same. There have been differences, like with, um, with Andy, her character. Like there's a difference in the book and the and the and the, clearly the movie. Mm-hmm. But I like that it opens it up for what the world of an additional what what an additional episode could, episode or movie could become. Um, my favorite person 
actually not my favorite person. My favorite speech is actually given by Booker when he's talking to Niall. I love that conversation that he has with her when it's just the two of them. Because as you guys are talking about, like what you would do with 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 um what what technology would do if we knew about immortals, that conversation he has with her about his life goes pretty much foreshadowing what happens. But I love it because it's like it's true we would and if something like that could happen like if there was immortals or if there was like highlander-esque things what would you what would you ask of the person that's immortal and you're facing your own death which is perfect like and i love that little that tiny little thing that they had in there for that yeah because if you decide to have a family and a life but your family's not immortal how many times can you go through that yeah, no. We have to watch it. your spouse die, mm-hmm. your children die, for th- you know, over and over again, over thousands of years. It, it it makes you withdrawn from society, at least to some extent. I would assume. Yeah, it probably would make you. Almost, I mean, depending on how you handle it, you could possibly go, you know, kind of mad from it, or or you'd have to end up, you know, faking your death so that way they think you're dead and you just, you know, you move exactly. on. Exactly. We had the Highlander. They could yeah, just follow could. along. Like, is the Highlander real in this universe? Like, has that been a TV show? Or maybe I'm just kidding. Sorry. But there can only be one for the Highlander. Technically, yes, there can only be one for them to get the prize. But there were many of Highlander. Like, there were many immortals. Yeah. Like, they just kept killing each other over and over again. But there were still many. Yeah, I think yeah, if I if I was an immortal, after, no, after your first initial family, I just I don't think I would be able to want to have a family after that because to have to go through raising uh, um, a child and, and loving and, and your wife and being with your wife and to see them pass away through whatever, you know, old age or something else. And you still saying being the same age and, you know, they upset with you finding out that you're an immortal, but you're not able to share your gift or you, know, you don't know how to share your gift with them to end up, they'll end up hating you. Some of it's like what Booker was saying is that, you know, if you're not able to, if people realize what you are and you're not able to pass on those, that miracle, that blessing to them, that love will turn to to hatred real quick. Yeah, and I love the dish. I love Joe and Nikki. Mm-hmm. Like their story, they're adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Like Joe and Nikki are adorable because it's like y'all have been, like they said, they met in the Crusades. Yeah, and they were both on opposite. They were on opposite sides. You're just they, like, wow, that's like <laughs> that's like 1500 yeah. years. Like, come on, people, like we, we we y'all still around? Y'all are good, and y'all are okay. That that works. I like how also they uh, reference different periods. Like, oh, remember we did this in Sao Paulo in 84? Like, 84? Like, oh, yeah, 1884. Yeah, we were there. Or, or 1384. Like, okay, like, which year were we there? Like, what? Well, you know, that's that's something I thought was cute it's that like, they did throughout time? the show. Yeah. But then, like, on the other hand, it could be like, well, you remember back in 1450, you forgot to bring me that item that I asked you for. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's still holding up. It's, it's a long memory of everything. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> that to, is. I mean, imagine <laughs> being witness to so much history like that. And I, that's, that would probably also make you go kind of, you know, mad that you're seeing things change. Because it's not like you're from the future and then you're watching the stuff. You're also... Um, experience you know first time television first time computers or you know the level of technology as it as it changes you're also bearing witness to it at the same time and you can say oh, i remember you know we only had you no know, lanterns and stuff now i got flashlights you got leds you got satellites and all that stuff i think that would probably make you i don't know it's just like being a mortal has a lot i think it has a lot more downside than it has benefits true but i i'm not gonna lie 
thousands of years to learn language and to learn cultures and civilizations would be kind of fun. Yeah, yeah you know, all the treasures are buried, so yeah, you can never really go poor. Right, I'd always be rich. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. No? Okay, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's definitely worthwhile checking out um, Action Packed, The Old Guard. It's a two-hour movie on Netflix, as well as checking out a more sad, slow-paced uh, anime, uh, Japan Sinks 2020, also on Netflix. Do Old Guard first. Do Old Guard first. Don't do Don't do No, no, no. Don't Treat do. yourself. I think it's the other way around. You, gotta, after, you, need, you need something to wash the palate away of, of all the, the darkness of... Japan sinks. I think you watch Old Guard for. Watch Old Guard second. Sorry. Agree to disagree, but okay. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Three Hokages. Remember to check us out on Twitter at Three Hokages Podcast. Um, you can also check us out on Instagram and Twitch as well. Have a good day. Yeah. Uh huh. You know the voice. But let's get it. No itch, you wanna kick it cause it's preordained When I spray, roll a three Hokage We on sight, think a nightmare, we move all ways It's hard to see three ninjas when they move on stage Now in tune of the sound of the new old age Bookworms more clever, the stakes is higher The stakes is higher, based on the day it's wired The culture ain't a case of day-to-day attire Respect the frame, the man's is fire Pay homage when you speak about us Pay homage when you speak about us Pay homage when you speak about us yeah.